I think it's one of these subjects in part because of our past experiences and our preconceived notions that it's not this is going to, it's what's going to make this series tough. It's not just what we say, it's what we don't say. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Rethink Podcast. Take nine. <laughs> AKA the triggered podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of words like that. Oh, oh man. Uh, Who would have thought in 2023 we'd be at this place, you know? Like 2019, you could have said all those things. Not now. Hey, we're moving on. You actually couldn't have said all those things that Jeff said. Well, that's true. <laughs> we won't mention those. Yeah, those. <laughs> Those got deleted from the final recording. <laughs> there were words that we just said that we didn't even know existed in 2019. Mm. Kind of like sure. the Holy Spirit for some of us. There you go. Nice bridge. Let's go with that. <laughs> hey, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. We started off last week our new series. Um, a lot of questions. I don't know what you guys' feedback has been, but I've had a, a lot of interest. Uh, some positive feedback, some questions, people saying things we said that I don't recall saying. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think there's a huge interest in this subject of the Holy Spirit because depending on where you grew up, uh, either you, like we talked about last week, you didn't talk about it at all, or you saw all kinds of stuff that may or may not be biblical it may be enhanced, um, <clears throat> emotionally driven type stuff. And so a lot of times we can't have just a discussion about it because it, there are so many things that um, they trigger you, right? Either way. Well, yeah. I mean, one of the questions that I have that I had that I'm going to talk about this week. Man, turn but... his volume down. <laughs> he sounds pretty good in mine. Oh, mine was about to blow my ears out. Settle down there. Matt says you have to lean into the microphone. That's right. I've been heard, trying that. I heard Stefan complaining about it to Bryce today. Or was it Sean? I'm sorry. Was both together? Just complaining. I really feel like your negative attitude is not productive here. Me? Stefan. No, Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> but if the spirit's convicting you of that. <laughs> so they were talking to me about how, they were talking about, you know, that they'd always been taught that the Holy Spirit is a feeling. Mm-hmm. Primarily wrong. Well, you, and that's that. You know, he's present in worship when the hair on the back of your neck stands up. At least you said he on purpose. Mm-hmm. But what I what I told what I told them was like, yeah, like you feel the the prompting of God through his through the Spirit, but it's not only it's not just a feeling. Isn't that what Jesus said though? He's the wind that you feel his presence, but you can't see. Yeah, but you see the effect of the wind. So I mean, it's it's both if that makes sense. Like you feel it's prompting, but you see you see it and okay. its effect. So him, you see him. Him. Oh, yes. there's I, a burpee for Matt. Uh, we had a little challenge in Clay County this week, and anytime uh, the Holy Spirit is referred to it, I challenged uh, the congregation that Matt or Caleb are going to do a burpee hmm. to honor 
ISM the Jeff was also in that competition. Mm. Matt, you're down one right now. Yeah. All right. I had a similar conversation this this week about with, what? with a friend about the Holy Spirit. He oh okay. he being the Holy Spirit. He's trying to get you. And uh, again, they were she these stickers. They were referring to that feeling you feel you 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 go into. And we got a conversation about the fact that you know what is that feeling is produced, but it is way more than that because it's literally the Spirit of God living within you. Um, and we got to talking about Old Testament, New Testament. I talked about a little bit of podcast last week too. Well, where because of an evidence we see Acts chapter two and actually throughout all of Acts, um, we're at that point when God in the spirit, he is living in you. And because of that, that's affecting every aspect of your life and how you live it more than just a, a feel good feeling mm-hmm. one way or the other. I think too, <clears throat> whenever we're talking about this subject and we touched on this earlier, there's no complete way to talk about <clears throat> the Trinity in terms that we can express. And so though we try our best, I I believe we are trying our best to describe and, you know, help people understand this subject and how the Holy Spirit works in our lives. There are certain things on this side of eternity. We will not be able to completely Mm -hmm. express, describe, you know, illustrate for you. But if you could... But if we could, right? Like it wouldn't even be that. Like it's a good thing that we can't. Right. It shows that God is a God worth following because His ways are higher than our ways. I think it's one of these subjects, in part because of our past experiences and our preconceived notions, that it's not this. Going it's what's going to make this series tough. It's not just what we say; it's what we don't say. Yeah. Mm. And and so if I say the Holy Spirit is not, or is, is a feeling. That's true. Mm-hmm. There's some, there's some sense of emotion or, you know, whatever comes with conviction or, or guidance from the spirit, peace. Those are all fruits of the spirit. You know, those things that in us. So if I say it is, it doesn't mean it's not more than that as well. He's not more than that as well. It's, but it's not just a feeling. So last week I said, Technically speaking, God didn't send his son. Those are metaphoric concepts of, of, you know, the father and the son so that we can understand what God has done for us. And, of course, Scripture does say God sent his son. You know, (laughs) we sing the song because he lives. Uh, They called him Jesus. You know, that God came from the perspective of, of God. He came because Jesus is God. They're one one being. He didn't send a separate entity. But it's really difficult to, to make a, a statement like that because you have to explain all of the, what I'm not saying here as well, mm-hmm. stories. And that's what's making this a challenging but exciting subject to talk well, about. And you're, I think you're going to talk about it this week whenever Jesus says, I'm going to send another. That word, even in Greek there, is not another as in a different. It's another as the same. It's not even... You know, I was thinking like, again, because metaphors, right? Like, and how we explain things. Like, he's he's saying, I am sending the identical Mm -hmm. representation of me. I'm not sending one that's less than me. I'm sending me. Which, if you think about that through the lens of the Trinity. But the whole concept of send. Yeah. 
like for us to send something, we're we're staying behind and we're mm-hmm. pushing that on ahead. But that's not the case with God here. Sent is a limited word mm-hmm. because of our comprehension of sent. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's going. He is. But if we say... Yesterday, today, and forever. Caleb is going. It means Caleb is going because Caleb can't stay here and go there mm-hmm. at the same time, but God can. But that's the yeah, and that's the that's the good news because you know you think about this from the perspective of omnipresent. Yeah, you think about it from the perspective of the disciples, right? Like for them to, you know, he says in chapter fourteen, verse one, like don't let your hearts be troubled. Well, their hearts are troubled because they are they know that Jesus is going away. He's told them that, and. He's he's like telling he's telling them, hey, I'm sending someone that's greater than me, but they still can't even understand that. So for them, they're 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 doing exactly what we would do. They're going, well, how could it be better for you to leave us? That's a weird concept for them to try to wrap their brain around. But because through Jesus, God had chosen to limit Himself mm-hmm. in location and in access. Right, even in some ways, in, in abilities and um, you know activity, he says, "I don't know what the Father's going to do about the end of time." Mm-hmm. So when we read that, it's like he he just doesn't know. Well, no, he knows. He's but in, in bodily form, <laughs> in Jesus, mm-hmm. he's humbled himself and became yeah. a man. So here's the part that Ooh, really starts good. messing with you whenever you start talking about this: is hundred percent God, hundred percent man, right? In our brains, 100% is only 100%. So, it, you know, whenever we're talking about 200%, that doesn't even really register in our brain of what that it's is. It's not possible. No, it's called sovereignty of God is ultimately what that is. And then the spirit flows from that. And so, yes, we will never fully understand. I don't, I don't think we'll fully understand how that all works. And faith is the big key mm-hmm. to this. I think it's interesting to think about the spirit. We we have a concept in our understanding of the spirit. I think most people do that the spirit is in multiple places, mm-hmm. multiple people, and so that that's maybe that's the backdoor entryway. You know, that's just that's because God mm-hmm. is in multiple places, knowing all things. He's he's all present everywhere, which is, just blows your mind. And, well, and you see, we're limited, but he's not. So in the Old Testament, I think you see a, a maybe a little bit clearer picture in linear fashion in, in the fact because God the Father is the predominant character in the Old Testament. You see the Spirit come upon, and we can, right. I think we can grasp that a little bit better because, you know, when the Spirit came upon David and he slayed Delight, or Goliath, like that makes sense to us. God does a work in the person; incredible things happen. But that's not a ongoing type thing. It comes and goes. Whereas in the New Testament, because Jesus goes back to the heaven, however you want to say that, um, the Spirit is now with us, and that Spirit resides in us. That's a hard concept to really live out. So this idea of the Holy Spirit is more of a life in the Spirit that we have to wrestle with. How do we live our lives in step with the spirit so if we have the spirit of god in us can we get more of the spirit i my personal opinion you don't get more of the spirit you can become more aware of his 
presence, his working, mm-hmm. and you can reduce the distractions and barriers of yourself to experience the spirit more. But I don't think you get more of the spirit. It's less of me getting in the way. That's a pretty commonly taught idea, though. You need to be filled. Yeah. But if God is in you, I mean, how, how much does that take to fill you? If he, he's either in you or he's not. That would be my position on that. Yep. So to be filled with the Spirit means what? Well, it, it for me, it's the displacement illustration. Like, as the Spirit, you fill up the pitcher, it pushes the other things out. So it, it's, I, it's a bad illustration in what you're saying, because I totally agree with you. But it's this idea of removing those things inside of us so it that it just doesn't take more water because right. God is God. Yeah. But the reality of needing less of me is always mm-hmm. part of the equation. So I, I don't think we need more of God. I think we need less of us. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we learn to get ourselves out of the way, we see his presence in us more clearly. I think that's a key. One of the observations I just made last week is uh, the spirit's role in proclamation of the gospel. And not just by our words, whenever you see healings that are done in New Testament, but even in today's, you know, church age and stuff like that, the Spirit's role is to testify to the working, finished work of Jesus Christ. That is the one of the primary roles. So it guides us, it teaches us, it shapes us, it leads us, all these things. But he is testifying to the power of God. Five burpees. Did I say it? You said it five times. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he he leads us until he does to it. these things. But the problem is he doesn't care to two burpees. It's yeah. not punishment. It's not punishment. It's pleasure. It's warm up. So, Matt, you're this week you're doing Jesus, I mean the Spirit as teacher. Teacher. Mostly focusing on the fact that he's in you. To teach you what's he teaching you how to live so i'm going to focus on the fact that you're not in your microphone oh there you go focusing on i'm using all the the john scriptures there's so much there chapter 14 15 16 wow it's, it's a loaded lot. right there it's loaded. it is a lot and i think that's probably what i'm struggling with the most in preparation for this it's you start down a trail and you're like, oh, wait a second. Like, if I'm going to talk about that, I got to talk about all these things that I didn't say. And so, really, my goal this weekend is just to be clear as possible, which is, should be our goal all the time. I get that. But then just walk away with the fact that if we're going to recognize the Spirit in us, like, we need to be asking the Spirit to lead us. And so much of my life, I have been aware of the Spirit. But from a majority of my faith, I feel like I have neglected to invite the Spirit to be my like leader. Like, ask Him, hey, like I, I need you to lead me. And so that's my walkout. It's just it's so it's so simple, but it's hey, this week, why don't you just every day ask the Spirit in prayer to lead you today? That's what I'm gonna try to accomplish. I think I learned uh, most about the Spirit in college whenever I was taking exams and I couldn't remember Scripture. And then I learned that, you know, if you ask the Spirit to remind you of Scripture, he he didn't quite work that way. But 
Um, <laughs> it's like study for if yeah. you're using yeah. that for your purpose, no. But okay. for his, yes. Yeah. So for his glory. That is actually what I found as I started living out my Christian faith was whenever I was trying to do something directed towards my benefit or my goal, even if it was spiritual or religious or whatever, it didn't have the same Holy Spirit effect. Mm-hmm. Whenever I started trying to, like, I really had a desire to communicate something to someone else about who God was, something along those lines, it was crazy. The scriptures I would remember, the it was it was just wild. And it dawned on me probably about three or four years after college of like, oh, this is what it means to seek first the kingdom of God. Not seeking like, your kingdom. Right. And yeah. this is what it looks like when the spirit enables your life to live a life full of the spirit is you're not seeking your own benefit, your own glory. It's his. And then the spirit shows up all the time. Like it's, it's actually pretty normal, but it's not for your kingdom. It's not for your glory. So that's why I say you have to get more of you. And that's the wrestling match. The spirit shines the light on Jesus for God's glory. Yep. And they're all one. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So he teaches us his word. Mm-hmm. He reminds us of his word because he wants to be glorified. I, I, I said last week, I think that, and I, I saw resonation in people with this idea that Jesus, I'm sorry, the spirit primary role is to lead us home well how is that going to happen through jesus he said i'm the only way home gotta get to the father through me so the spirit's leading us through jesus to the presence of the father Mm -hmm. for his glory and when we get in line with that and when we're trying to do things in that direction for that benefit then he shows up clearly and i it's not just a lot of times in the non-denominational world, you know, we think it's only reminding of scripture or something like that. I do think convicting of your sin. Right. I do think God still works the spirit still works in healing. I do think he gives us abilities that we would not normally have to do certain things. Like anything God deems necessary to bring about glory and putting light on who Jesus is, I do think those things still happen. And that, not that we go chasing those for our own self, but I do think God shows up in those ways. Mm -hmm. And I think it's actually probably more common than what we think. I think he's speaking, leading, acting all the time. We're just missing it. Mm -hmm. Most of the time. I think we're just missing it. I think the starting line for people is the transition of, we've talked about it several times, but from the spirit going from something that's not personal to personal. Like when 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 you realize it's it's he, you know, Andrew and I were talking about um, Ananias and Sapphira, Acts 5, like they lied to the Holy Spirit. You don't lie to an it, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a reminder, personal. Ephesians 4, you know, Paul talks about like being grieved in the spirit. You don't grieve for an it; you grieve for, for a person. And so, it to me, that's the that's the light bulb moment for us when we realize it's personal, it's real, it's driven out of a relationship that's in you. That's I think when we when we get a actual picture of what this is supposed to be like. 
It's the abiding element. Mm -hmm. Staying rooted in. As in the transition of being part of religion or having a religion. Yeah. As in having a relationship. Yep. So this week, the first week of the, or week two of this series, Matt's in Effingham, and I'm going to be in Clay County. And we're, we don't usually do this. We usually preach the same subject in both spots. But um, because these are, we call them standalone themes, you know, they, they're all a little different, same direction, a little different. We're going to actually flip that uh, the following week, and I'll do the same message in Effingham the uh, third, fourth, and fifth time to preach that. And you'll preach that message about Jesus, the teacher, the, the fourth, fourth and fifth, fifth time. time. Yeah. Right. It's going to get longer. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> they might get shorter. I get tired of it. <laughs> I just keep winnowing down the unnecessary stuff. But so one of the questions that I got was, can a non-believer have the spirit? Hmm. I have a pretty definitive answer, but I'm gonna wait. I do too. I want to see what the global senior pastor says. <laughs> And a global campus well, pastor. This, nobody no. comes to the Lord that's not been led there by the Spirit. So yes, to dwell in us, no. Right. That's a result of belief. But to work on us, to work around us, um, yes, definitely. How else are we going to get to the Father? None of us make it there on our own. The Spirit's a part of that process. It's amazing how, like, the when they asked this question, they were like, when I wasn't a believer... I used to walk in the auditorium and I could like, I felt, feel, which I thought was interesting. I could feel a difference, right? Like I, I, I just, something about this place was different. I didn't know what it was because I wasn't a believer, you know? And I, I told him, I said, well, that's, that's the power of the spirit in the person that's next to you alive, right? I mean, you're, you're feeling that. And, you know, you talk about, you know, when two more of, gathered in my name, right? It's a collective power of worship. Right. And we're here for the same reason as the Spirit. Right. To shine the light on Jesus and to bring people to the Father. But there's a very distinct, or distinct, there's a very huge distinction of living yes. within you. Exactly. And then working on you. Yep. Because you can almost flip that. Like, I've been in places that are the opposite feeling. Like, you felt this eerie, evil presence. Did that mean there was an evil spirit That's the in other me? question I got. Mm-hmm. No. But there was something going on there mm -hmm. that was not right, was not of God, but that wasn't living in me. So that's the so big the, distinction. So since you're the global campus pastor, the, the follow-up that I got was, how do I know if it's the Holy Spirit prompting me or if it's an evil spirit prompting me? Where you got to go back to? That's what I answered. I said, well, the Spirit never contradicts God's Word. Right. And so if... That's to me. That's the, that's the measurement right there. So never, and that's a key part, right? Because the evil spirit sometimes will lie and deceive and masquerade. That's mm -hmm. why it's so important to know that mm -hmm. and make it sound very, very close. I, I remember years ago, Jeff. I remember you from the stage talking about Satan or the deceiver. He will tell you ninety-nine truths to get your confidence, and then he'll tell you one lie. Mm -hmm. And that's all he needs. He needs you to believe one lie. He doesn't mm -hmm. need you to believe the ninety-nine before that. He just needs you to believe one. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't care what you believe about mm -hmm. Jesus, as long as you don't believe he's the, he's the Son of God. Yes. That's your sacrifice. Yeah, good man, good prophet, good teacher, <laughs> good example. Yeah. No, 
that's not the same. Mm-hmm. No, that's a lie. Yep. Yeah, I would uh, echo my thoughts on. I agree with all those things. He also never does exactly what you were saying earlier. It's never about you. Mm-hmm. Like that's another distinction that you need to put out there. Yeah. It's always about the kingdom, not about your kingdom. Yep. And I think if you can weigh those two things, like, okay, is it rooted in Scripture, and is it not about me, then yeah, it, it probably is the prompting of the Spirit to move in a certain direction or do a certain something, you know, whatever. But if it is about you and it is questionable, that's good counsel to find someone and go, hey, like, I feel like I'm being led here in this direction, but it may or may not be totally Scripture. What do you think? you got to be willing to ask, ask that question, mm-hmm. you know? I I think too we wrestle we want to get into the how does the spirit lead us in making the right decision to take the right job, buy the right house, buy yep. the right car instead of following Jesus. Following Jesus and <laughs> as we follow Jesus, those things work themselves out. If that makes sense, because it's for his kingdom, his glory. It's like I th- I really think God can use you at work, wherever it is you might be, whether it's Mm -hmm. building houses or being the campus minister. But he may lead you into a position to do something as you follow him. Mm -hmm. He's not a magic eight ball. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't shake him and figure out the answer. (laughs) But but that's sometimes the way we take it. We we, we approach him. We We want the minute decisions instead of the big decision of actually following Jesus, if that makes sense. Follow Jesus and then... He is going to lead you and guide you in these things, but don't be like, uh, I'm going to need to know a life decision before I say yes to you on this. Because then it's like, well, I kind of, I want your opinion. I don't really want your lordship. Yeah. He wants you to say yes. Yeah. And then he will lead you. 